Hello, everyone. This is Jacqueline Kitzman, and hopefully, if you're listening to this, which I'm hoping you will be, you are listening to the correct and edited episode, not the one that is raw and completely unedited that I posted to my story because um, Gabe and I label the episodes different things, and it appeared in different places, and I thought I was uploading the right one, but I didn't. And um, yeah, so sorry. Um, we got to do a nightmare episode last week. That was really exciting. We got sent one. Please know that you can always send in your nightmares or your dreams and we will interpret them. If people are really interested in that and we start getting a ton, we'll start collecting them and doing full episodes. Otherwise, we'll just kind of, you know, when we have time for Gabe to pop on and do a dream interpretation together, then we'll we'll take the nightmares we have if we have any and and do it then. Though I would love someday to... Kind of like how some podcasts have like true crime or ghost story submissions. Um, I would love to do nightmare episodes. And also, if you have really good ghost stories, you can send those to me as well. Um, I can't promise a whole listener episode for the podcast, except maybe I want to do that now. I don't know. Let me know what you think about that. I'm considering. Um, Let's see. Current events. Do you know what I'm going to say? Holy shit. Um, one, there's a war in Ukraine and it's really fucking awful and it's not getting better and people are dying there and it's incredibly tragic and you should definitely still be watching the news and still checking in on what's happening over there because, because the people in Ukraine and what's happening over there matters. Like it, it, it definitely matters and we should be paying attention. Um, but somehow, But somehow the primary thing happening here in America now is what we've been kind of talking about secondarily to the war in Ukraine for a couple months. Y'all, the Supreme Court is planning on overturning Roe versus Wade. That's um, terrible. It's so bad. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's off like so bad I can't even comprehend they're essentially getting rid of the right to privacy which is not just about um things like abortion it's also about um gay marriage and interracial marriage and gay sex and contraception your right to contraception um what happens with ivf um I I was confused about that at first because I read that somewhere and I was like, well, how does that make sense? Because I've never been through IVF, but further research, it's because there are some eggs that are fertilized in IVF that are not used or potentially will not be used. And then therefore they are discarded. But if the Supreme Court is saying that life begins at conception, then that also puts IVF into, into, into question as well. So, um... Everything is kind of a shit show. Um, You can protest if you can. You can um, call your representatives. You can donate to, of course, Planned Parenthood, but also um, Planned Parenthood like has access to millions upon millions of dollars because they're such a well-known name. Consider looking up your state and citywide local resources and contacting them to see what can be done, whether or not um, volunteers are needed or see what their budget is, because it may be that donating to them may be easier and better. And yeah, um, 
Listen, Tennessee is one of those trigger law states, which means what that means is that Tennessee already has laws in place that if Roe versus Wade was overturned, we would have a complete abortion ban in the state of Tennessee. There are a lot of other states like that. Louisiana has just done a like the most volatile and comprehensive ban of abortions, I believe, um, saying that an abortion should be considered a homicide. The problem here, and I know that I'm harping a lot on this. Some of you may be, <laughs> some of you may be anti-abortion. Um, and if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I can't stand that she's talking about this. If you have got this far in my podcast and are just now realizing that I am incredibly pro-choice um, and pro-body autonomy, then I I have sorely missed the mark in my communications in every other episode of this podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like it feels like a gut punch. I shared a little bit about my story recently in regards to finding out I was pregnant this last November when Evie was already like what, like between seven and nine months old. I'm really bad at math and I'm not going to take the time to do it right now because I'm lazy. I only knew I was pregnant for a week before we ended up losing it in miscarriage, but I went back and forth because finding out I was pregnant was not this yay like it was when I found out with Evie. I suffered from incredibly awful depression and anxiety. Terrible. Um. And I was just not in a place where I was like, yeah, let's do this. And so I had a lot of questions. And the only thing that brought me comfort in that time is knowing that I had this choice. That I was in complete control of my future. That if I didn't want to have this baby, I did not have to have this baby. It wasn't, or I shouldn't even say a baby. If I didn't want another baby, I didn't have to have another baby. Because at the point that I was pregnant, I found out early enough that it was not a baby. It was not even a fetus. It was like an embryo. If even, you know, it's just like I had decided to keep the baby and then I ended up losing it. But the only reason I was able to make a completely empowered decision for my life and for my body was because I had a choice. So, you know, not to get fully and deeply into my life and whatever else, especially for those that already follow me on Instagram. And I know that I'm harping a lot on abortion here, but I feel like I kind of have to, kind of have to. Outlawing abortions is not going to get rid of abortions. It's just going to get rid of safe abortions. Um, yeah. For all the people out there with a uterus or have the ability to get pregnant and who are worried and scared right now, um, same. And my heart is with all of us, and I hope that there is a, I hope that we find a way through this. Um, yeah. I'm going to move on to the card, um, which is kind of appropriate for this episode, but I'm going to move on to the card. But I think that, honestly, my best advice is do your research. Don't not do your research. <laughs> research everything. Figure out what your state's law is or what laws are already on the books in regards to abortion. and then actively seek out who's protesting who needs money how can you how can you help what's your voice how can you use your voice different things like that so that being said let's move on to our card for this week which is the nine of swords (laughs) so i am very familiar with the nine of swords i am a person that has massive anxiety um and from a childhood filled with trauma 
Um, I'm a person that just has massive generalized anxiety disorder. And with that comes comorbid a lot of things. So pulling the Nine of Swords is absolutely never a surprise. It used to be really triggering for me, especially when you start tarot. This can be a really triggering card. Let me explain why. If you are using the Smith Rider Weight deck, you are looking at a person in a bed. They have a quilted blanket over them. On the blanket, um, there are different symbols. They're like little like um, elemental signs, like there's the sun, and then there's a sign for Pisces and Gemini and a moon and um, just all these different things on a blanket. And also quilted on the blanket are roses. The blanket is blue and cream colored with all of these patterns. And the person is sitting straight up in bed. And their bed is almost like a stone tablet type thing. But their face is in their hands, and above them are nine swords. All of this to say, this is not cheery imagery. And anytime you pull the nine of swords in almost any deck you're using, again, it's not going to be, you're not traditionally going to see a whole bunch of happy imagery. And the reason for that is because the suit of swords has a lot of tougher feelings in it. It's dealing with brain chemistry. It's dealing with communication. It is learning to take all of the dreamy and passion and desire, all of those things that manifest at first. And now you have to like, you have enough experience that you have to kind of decipher through it. And that is the suit of swords. It's like dealing with your traumas, dealing with your past, dealing with the things that happened in your thoughts and your brain chemistry and how you feel about those things. I like to talk about the three of swords, which is a, this all comes back together, I promise you, because three times three is nine. So I like to talk about the Three of Swords. Um, in the Smith Rider weight deck, this is a heart, just like a, um, not an anatomical heart, but like a, like a little heart, like a Valentine's heart. And the heart has three swords going through it. And some people will teach that card as like betrayal and heartbreak and, you know, deception. And okay, I guess those are facets maybe. But for me, it is always one of two things. How are your thoughts affecting your feelings or how are your feelings affecting your thoughts? It's not negating the fact that you can feel heartache, despair, sadness, betrayal, deception, all of those things. But it is kind of like, how are your active thoughts or your active feelings controlling the other, essentially? When you get into the nine of swords, nines are a number of honoring the past. And I was just on... um. Two months ago for the AMA over Patreon, um, one of the questions I was asked was to break down the numbers and how the cards relate to those. And when I'm talking about nines, I'm talking about, you you know, in my head, it's honoring your past, honoring the things that happened before, taking a moment, almost like kind of like the judgment perspective in the in the um, major arcana, because that the nine is the penultimate card before the card of mastery in the 10, before the final ending, before the completion, correct? So in a nine... We are honoring our past and you can make that you can make that case with the nine of wands, cups and pentacles. But then when you're looking at the nine of swords, it's kind of like, well, how does that concept fit in? Because this is a person who looks like they've just woken up from an awful nightmare. Well, the way that I interpret this card, I mean, let me start with this. The baseline interpretation of this card is. um, Nightmares sadness, sleepless nights, absolute, the worst of the worst has happened, despair. And again, like all of these things, because the the thing is that the tarot is not like an overwhelmingly, mostly positive, happy deck. It's just not because humans are not overwhelmingly, nor should they be overwhelmingly happy, positive people. But the point of the tarot is to help you work through difficult things. I am a person who has CPTSD. That means I have complex um, post-traumatic stress disorder from, again, 
earlier, as I mentioned, a childhood full of trauma. CPTSD, what happens to me a lot is that I'll get triggered by something in my everyday world and then all of a sudden I go back to feeling like a child again, stuck in a place. Because all we are, when we're in the present, in the present moment, sitting exactly where we're sitting, like for instance, I, like this person in the card, am in my bed. I like to be in my bed. And um, I am not made up of the future. And I am what I am in the present. What I'm made up of is my past. I'm made up of every event, everything, every conversation, every piece of information I researched or have learned, every nightmare, every event that has ever happened to me, traumatic or otherwise, I am made up of the past to be in the present so that I can move forward into the future. In the nine, we are taking a second to reflect on the things that have happened to us. It is a reminder that you have woken up from a nightmare and you are absolutely panicked. But when you wake up from the nightmare, where are you? Hopefully and ideally, you are safe in your bed. This happened to me a couple nights ago. I woke up from a terrible dream. I woke up confused and disoriented. And then I remembered where I was. I was in bed next to my husband and I rolled over and I grabbed him. And that reminded me, it anchored me back to the present. Not what happened in my nightmare. But when you're dealing with the Nine of Swords, while it can talk, I guess, literally about nightmares, if that's why you've pulled the card, it's telling you and reminding you that you are not the events of your past. You're not your traumas. You know, I wrote a poem this week because I've been ruminating a lot on this card of um, or this concept of sometimes when you kind of live through a harder childhood and you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people (laughs) and they're all talking and sharing their childhood stories, you as a person who survived like I did um, (laughs) child abuse, um, you can't always share your stories, not because you are affected or triggered, but because you literally can't share a story without triggering an entire room of people. Like you want to share your story or your your childhood, but you can't because it makes other people uncomfortable. And then that makes you uncomfortable because all you want to do is have a conversation and share your life. Because especially as a child, you didn't always write your story. You didn't always write it. Somebody else wrote it for you or forced a story upon you, but you still get to own that story. And it can be really hard not having an avenue or a way to share it or dealing with the consequences of like CPTSD when, you know, something happens and all of a sudden you feel 10 again. My mother will occasionally, she has my old email address and occasionally an email will come through. Even though I have her blocked on everything, it'll show up in like my junk folder or whatever. And it's something awful and in like just absolutely off the rocker that she has said. And all of a sudden, I'm 10 again. Mind, body, and soul, I am 10. And I am trapped and I'm lost. And then I would go to my tarot deck and I pull a card and it's the Nine of Swords. And it's like, hey, like, yeah, it really sucks. And yeah, it really sucks that she did what she did. But you are in the present now. You are safe. You're an adult. You're a mom who has their own child. So you're safe. And that is the comfort that the nine of swords can give us. Like, hey, you're not your past. 
You're not in the past. You are currently where you are. Live in the now. Be present. So it's almost like a honor what happened because it's in the past, right? In regards to like what the number nine means in tarot, the way that I teach it. But it's also a reminder that you, while those things happen to you, and that's your story, and you get to tell it, you're not there now. You're in your bed. Or you're in your house. Or you're at the mall. Or you're at the park. Or you're rocking your baby to sleep. Or, you know, whatever it is that you may be doing, you're not the trauma that happened before. Or you're not those anxieties. Or, you know, sometimes like, um, sometimes it's a little reminder to take a reprieve. Like, uh, here's an example. Let's say you have an incredibly expensive bill coming up and you have no idea how you're going to pay for it. And you have spent days and days and days in a pure panic about it because that's a really hard thing. And it is a thing to panic about. But then you'll pull this card and this card is like, hey, why don't you just like take a second to go find somewhere comfortable yourself, like for yourself and take a reprieve. Is the situation solved? No, it's not. You still have to worry about it later. But what if you didn't just what if you just took a moment not to worry about it right now? What if you just found a place for yourself to shut your brain down? What if you took a nice, good nap? What if you listened to some music or turned on a show and engaged in a teeny tiny little bit of escapism just for your own, the own malad, the own, (laughs) the own balance of your adrenal system? Little things like that. The Nine of Swords is actually an incredibly, while it looks scary, it's actually a very, it's meant to be a comforting presence. It's meant, to rem- it's meant to be a reminder to look at where your feet are in the moment, honor what's happened before, but remember that you're in the now. And then you move on to the Ten of Swords, where you've taken every single blow a person can be given or have dealt with every single thing a person can deal with, and you are still there. It's almost like the concept of beating a dead horse in the Ten of Swords. Like this person was already on the ground and they got like stabbed by Ten Swords. It's just like, okay, like you've already you've already done all of the things you've already you've already taken all this. You've already gone through every other swords card in the in the suit. And now like you got hit with an extra sword. So what? So what? I'm strong enough to take it. The Ten of Swords is a card of survival. It is, you survived this. You got through it. You got to the other side. And the nine is right before that. It's, hey, look how far you've come. Look how safe you are in your, in your present. Or it's a reminder to find a safe spot. It's kind of like the star in that way. The star is not a signal that the worst is over. The star is a signal that you have a breather. So yeah. It's an appropriate card to talk about, I think, right now. Um, when you look at the world, like, do we actively have any power over the Supreme Court? No. In fact, do we even vote for the members of the Supreme Court? No. Um, and the Supreme Court kind of decides the law of the land, so do we really have any power? No. And, um... Well, what we, what we have is the ability to help each other out. Do you know how many people I have seen? Like um, on on the clock app, TikTok, that are like, uh, hey, if you need to go camping, wink, in like California, wink, and you need a place to stay, wink, I would be more than happy to house some of your stuff for a while for free while you're here recovering um, from anything from camping, recovering from camping. And um, 
That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Humans helping other humans. So um, if you're going to find comfort in anything right now, in a world where it really feels difficult, like you have no choice and like a story is being forced upon you, look, look for the people, look for the people that are, look at the, uh, look at the people that are helping. Look at the people who are doing things. Look at the people who are standing up and fighting back and using their voices. Look at them. Look at the people offering their homes and even sometimes some of their own money or their own travel. I saw something on TikTok and I promise I will move on to the collective reading after this, but I saw something on TikTok and I TikTok and I saved it. Maybe I'll share the link in my story this week. But it was something about like a bunch of people with a bunch of private planes who were volunteering their time to pick up people for free from certain like states that have these trigger laws, right? And taking them for free to other states where this where you can safely get an abortion if you need one. And I was like, holy shit, if this is a thing and this is something that they're actively organizing, that's a huge goddamn deal. That's a huge fucking deal. So anyway, look for those people because that's where you're going to find the hope. You're going to find the hope in the people, not in the fucking system, not in the system. Okay, as we all know, it's time for me to launch into yet again another large ranting soapbox. I know it's the collective reading. Aren't you guys, aren't you happy uh, this week? I'm so sorry. This week, it's reverse justice. I can't make this shit up. I'm sorry. I pull, I the, all of these episodes are little readings. So um, it is actually literally yet another um, opportunity for me to remind you all um, about the justice card. Justice is all about balance. This is in the reverse. Um, justice is also a reminder. It's the wisdom. And I said this in a TikTok. <laughs> Um, but it has really resonated and rang true for me. Um, justice happens card 11 in the death line right before the hanged man. Justice is wisdom. Um, and then the hanged man is allowing yourself to kind of soak in that wisdom until it emanates out of you. And I said this, and this is going to sound really dark, um, but let me explain how this resonates for the collective reading. Okay. I promise I'm not jumping into a whole tangent about teaching this card, but in justice, we are learning actively that we all deserve death. Not because we're bad, not in like a death penalty kind of thing or like a criminal way and not because we're bad or not because we're sinners or whatever else. Um, we all deserve death by nature of the fact that that's like we're alive in mammals and it's like part of the life process for nature is to like be alive and then die. So just by like the sheer fact that we live and exist, we also then deserve to die. All of us, we will all die. It's like one of the most assured things besides birth that we will all that we will all of us go through. We will all die. And death is all part of a cycle. It's, death isn't an ending, it's a cycle. And we're going to keep cycling through. The collective reading this week here is um the actual judiciary or justice system is actively taking away um, any person with a womb, um, taking away our right to choose what happens inside and with that womb, which I've already said a thousand times. So what do you do with that? Yeah, 
uh, this looks like it's going to be a law and we're going to have to deal with how these laws come out. We just are. Um, but it is a reminder that while this all sucks, we have the ability to influence some things. We have the ability to influence um, who we vote for overall, because who appoints do who who appoints Supreme Court justices when some Supreme Court justices die or resign or retire? The president. So pay attention to that. Where do presidents come from? Well, they come from other elections. Usually you don't just become president um, out of nowhere. But of course, I say that and fucking Donald Trump happened. Typically, you have long and win different campaigns and have different positions and titles um, like mayor governor, Senate, Congress, whatever. And we have some influence over that. What I'm saying is that because we have influence over these things, this law will not stay this law because everything dies and everything has a cycle. Usually and typically right before something really and truly fucking kicks the bucket and dies, there is a huge upswing in fucking ridiculousness. And this is the huge upswing in fucking ridiculousness, right? This is a huge upswing in in ridiculousness. So if you're looking for comfort this week and you're looking for a way to get through things and you feel a little hopeless, just remember that everything has a season and everything will die. And we have small, tiny little ways and abilities to help influence that. One of those is one of those ways is to garner wisdom, is to learn and research and prepare and balance your own life. Find the balance in your own life so that you have enough energy and um, time and spoons to to let what needs to, to help move along what needs to die so that it can die. And I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about like obviously an incredibly oppressive system of government. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry this wasn't a more cheery episode, but I will promise you that it will be the fully, um, <laughs> it will be the fully edited episode. I promise you, I will not fuck up again, truly. So yeah, I love you all. And if you enjoy the podcast in general, please rate, subscribe, and review. Um... It's the easiest and best way you can help podcasts grow. Um, uh, as always, I do have a Patreon that if you would like more content where I don't just talk about hard things that are happening in the world that affect a whole lot of people, um, you can check out Patreon. I just did. I've been working through the court cards, breaking down how to use court cards and how they came up and what they symbolize. I also do bonus episodes and content. And there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of extra stuff on there. Not to mention that we do monthly AMAs, which are some of my favorite things this last month. I got to have a really, really wonderful conversation um, that just meant so much to me and I've carried it with me. Um, shout out to Monique and Pam. So yeah, just great. Just want to let you guys know that. And I'm going to log off. I'm going to log off now. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to log off.